You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Maddie Moon. Happy March, my lovely friends, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon, and we are now on episode 142. Today I'll be talking about why you often feel like you have more than you can actually handle. Plus, I will be starting this podcast with a fun QA. Recently on Instagram, I asked you guys to shoot some random questions my way, some fun questions, some serious questions, some uh, just things that you've been wanting to know about me. And y'all did a great job at shooting over some things. I'm super excited to tackle all of these questions one by one. I'm going to save the more serious in-depth questions for another episode. This one will be uh, a very important topic that's close to my heart, why you feel like you often have more than you can handle. But the Q&A portion will be more of the fun questions that I picked out a few and I'll do the other ones in another episode and that photo was still up and anytime you have questions for me you can comment on my Instagram or you can email me or Instagram direct message me Facebook me whatever if you have anything at all you want to know about my life and it doesn't have to be uh, a serious question about anxiety, depression, or marriage, or anything like that it can be something just about me that you want to know, or vice versa. If you're like, I'm tired of knowing things about you, Madeline, help me with my problems, then you are more than welcome to send me that as well. I will always receive, I will always receive. So thank you for everyone who uh, trusts me enough with your personal stories and your questions. That's awesome. That's why I'm here. So thank you. Before we head on over to that portion, of course, as always, review of the week. This comes from Ronat132, and they say, amazing and powerful with five stars. Thank you, Madeline. Your podcast and amazing guests are finally giving me power to realize I am more than diet and emotional baggage, that I am important and others' opinions and expectations are not my responsibility. Thank you and keep up the great work. You're so welcome. Thank you, everyone who has left a review on the show. I have over, I think over 15,000 listeners of the show, and I've had around 100-something, 170 maybe reviews. So if you haven't left a review, it would mean the world to me. It helps my show stay up on the iTunes ranking, and that's not for egotistical reasons. That's for reasons so that more people can find the show. And that's why it's really important to have those reviews so that my show is in clear view of new potential listeners and that's so that people can get this insight. So if it has helped you in any way, shape, or form, that's the easiest, most simplest way to give back to the show. 
is just to go to iTunes, find my show, click uh, ratings and review, write a review, and then write that baby up. And then, even cooler, I'll read it on the podcast because I read all of them. So thank you. I appreciate everyone who has done that, everyone that's going to do that, everyone that hasn't done that. I still appreciate you, still love you, no matter what you do. Okay, so for some announcements for the show. Tomorrow is the last day to register for B-School. So if you are starting a business, you want to make money doing what you love, you want me to be your coach and your guide throughout this process, please feel free to reach out, ask me any questions. And if you sign up using the link that I have in the show notes for this episode, then I will be your personal coach and guide throughout this. I will be doing a couple coaching calls with everyone that signs up. And I would be happy to have you join us. I know there's a lot of amazing affiliates If you follow anyone in the spiritual realm or in the business realm or marketing or anything like that, you've probably been getting tons of emails from them about Marie Forleo's B-School and you can sign up through them and be guided by them or by me. Either way, I'm so excited for you if you're making that leap. I am not all about talking about business on the show and that's why I'm keeping this short. So really, if you just have some questions and you want to uh, talk to me about how I'm able to travel the world and do what I love and write and spend all my day on the podcast and coaching beautiful, incredible women, then I would love to help guide you there because I've been at this journey for about six years now and it's not been easy, but it's been a blast the entire way. And so therefore, I would love to guide you through that as well. So the link to to register for B-School, if you're like, yep, I'm in, I want to do this, I'm ready to create a career out of doing what I love, then that link is on the show notes for this. Okay, next piece of news. As I've mentioned, the Confidence Revival is coming up May 14th to the 18th. It's going to be such an incredible experience for any woman who struggles with perfectionism, anxiety, a lack of confidence, a lack of self-esteem, overthinking, over-contemplating, uh, just driving yourself crazy. Maybe every day you wake up and you you loathe parts about yourself. If you're ready to step into your body and into your mind, your spirit, your soul, come to the Confidence Revival. It's not just going to be, I feel confident in this dress. It's so much more than that. It's about confidence with who you are as a person deep down, who you are, those darkest thoughts that you have coming to accept that, to accept that about you and to stop fighting who you really are, to also gain confidence within your body image and uh, your voice, your your throat chakra, but also just resonating more with the word be than the word do. If you want to step into your feminine flow and your power and your ease and your ability to feel sensual and love, then come to this retreat. It's going to be incredible. All food's provided, accommodation is provided. All I need is a a deposit to hold your spot, and I would absolutely love to have you there. This is going to be a big event, and it's going to be, it does not have a half-life, let me just say that. This is not a type of an event that has a half-life where you'll feel really on fire when you get home for a little bit, and then it'll go away. This is going to teach you, this retreat is going to guide you through things that you're going to be facing long after the retreat, and you're going to have tools and wisdom and insight, internal wisdom and insight, that will stick with you forever. Any retreat I've ever gone to, it still has stuck with me to this day, years later. I still have that insight and wisdom, and when I think about the retreat, I get all those feelings of self-love and confidence and femininity I learned there and I'm applying it to my relationships today to my love life today even if it wasn't about love I've been able to learn how to love myself and that makes me show up for my relationships and the people I do love in a totally different way I would love to have you there you can get more information by going to the show notes for this episode 
clicking the link for the Confidence Revival. Um, and other than that, I'm also, I'm very interested in finding someone who wants to come to the retreat and who takes pictures or does video. I'm looking to have a photographer there or a videographer, someone that does both ideally. And if that's you, please let me know if you're interested in coming to the retreat and you do those things. That would be fantastic because um, I would like to have someone there to do that because I have, I have all my events. I've never had a photographer and I feel like it's very important for me to finally get some pictures taken, make a, a promo video and stuff like that. So if that's your specialty, reach out to me, communicate with me. Let's see what kind of magic we can make happen. I only need one person. So even if you're like, oh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe reach out to me and let me know your thoughts and maybe I can see some of your work because maybe it could be a perfect fit. We'll see. Also, I had mentioned before, my six-month clients for one-on-one -on -one coaching are reaching the end of their term. So many of them are, are spreading their wings and flying away. Some of them are staying, but that means that I still have some open spots. So if you're interested in my one-on-one -on -one coaching, go to the coaching tab on my website. I would love to have you apply there. And I've got all the prices and my fees for coaching on the page now. So it's no longer this big mystery of like, what is it? Uh, which feels really good for me. And I'm glad that I did that. Because now the people that reach out already know what to expect and they're in their feminine flow and they're ready to take that challenge. So if you're ready to tackle all of the things I mentioned before, perfectionism, overthinking, anxiety, reach out for my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Let's set up an, uh, a call. My intro calls are about an hour long where I pretty much guide you and coach you in this first session so that I can get really clear on what you want and you can even get more clear on what you want. And it's a very powerful experience, even if you don't continue with the coaching. It's a great way to get more clarity on what you really want out of your life, and I get more clarity as well on what you desire, and if I can if I can provide that for you. And if you're the type of client I, I coach best. So that is also on my website. Um, uh, I'm not sure. So I've been working on my new website, when this airs, I'm not sure if it's going to be up yet. I love how unorganized I am with this because normally I'd be like, yes, it's up, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I have no earthly idea because I'm recording this a week and a half before it's going to air. So who knows what's going to happen in a week and a half? I sure don't. Um, but maybe it is. So if you're like, maybe, go to maddiemoon.com and check it out. Maybe it's up. If it is up, it's awesome. I'm so excited about this this new uh, website. It's beautiful. It's so much more me. Oh, I'm so excited. If it's not up yet, then I don't know. Follow my Instagram because I'll definitely be talking about it when it is up. Okay. Woo. Yeehaw. So let's dive right on into the meat of this conversation. And then afterwards, we'll do the fun little Q&A questions we'll get to. So... I want to discuss why you often feel like you're taking on more than you can handle. And have you ever heard anyone say to you, oh, God won't give you more than what you can handle? I actually disagree. I really disagree. And that's what I want to talk about today. I think we are given more than what we can handle in life. And that's why you often feel stressed. Every once in a while, many of us have one of those days where it seems like nothing's going according to plan, right? You're late to a party, dinner won't be on time, the twins' teacher want you to come in for a teacher-parent conference, there's finger paint on your white pants, there's coffee dripping off the steering wheel of your new car because you accidentally spilt it. 
Other times you aren't dealing with a hundred little things going on, but you're dealing with one or two really big things. Your dad has cancer. You have cancer. Your pet dog just passed away. You're in a massive amount of debt. Your child is depressed. Your mom has Alzheimer's. You're going through a divorce. Whatever the level of drowning you feel is going on in your life, I feel for you. I assume that at some point, if not now, you felt the sensation of carrying more weight on your shoulders than you could handle. Because when it rains, it pours, right? In my own life, I've heard people tell me, God won't give you more than you can handle. Do you feel, do you feel that way? Do you feel that you've been given the precise amount that you can handle? Chances are you're going to say no when you really think about it. And I don't believe you're saying no simply because you're the person directly affected by the trauma or the chaos. I think you're going to say no because it's true. You are not given exactly what you could handle. You were given more than you could handle. I don't believe God gives us what we can handle. I believe we are given much more than what we by ourselves as individuals can handle. We are given an amount that only God can handle. God, whatever, and please keep in mind that whatever word works for you, when I say God, use that word. Whatever God, higher power is to you, use that word in your mind. For me, God is a perfect word. I love that word. But if it works some, some other way for you to say the universe or higher power, please, as I continue on this podcast, feel free to supplement, exchange that word for whatever speaks to you. Back to, back to the message. This is why so many times we end up on our knees or sitting on a meditation pillow. This is why we turn to community, spirituality, hope, and love in times of need. We are bearing more than what we can handle, and we need our higher power to guide us through it. So I want to talk about three reasons why I believe we are purposefully given more than we can handle. Number one is humility. I had this conversation with my beautiful friend Hannah Beer. Uh, when I was in Amsterdam, and she was also on the podcast. I'll make sure I include the link to that episode I did with Hannah uh, on the show notes for this episode. But we were talking about humility, and she was talking to me about how she loves when, and this has nothing to do with uh, taking on more than you could handle, but she loves when people reach out to her and disagree. I don't, I don't agree with what you said on this podcast. I don't agree with what you wrote in your post or I don't agree with this Instagram message. She loves that. She accepts it because it keeps her humble. It, it keeps her learning and changing. And just like I talked about in that episode with Mark Manson, it's a goal to be wrong. It's a goal to not always be correct because you're learning and you're growing. So why, how does this apply to feeling like you're taking on more than you can handle? Humility. We are not God, but yet so often we act like we are. It's really easy to stop turning to a higher power when things are going exactly how you want them to. When I feel like my life is a mess, or I need help making a big decision, or I'm worried I'm not going to have enough money to pay off this or this, or what's happening with my relationship, is it falling apart, how do I trust this person in my life after they broke down my trust, that trust we worked so hard to build, I pray away. Pray away. Pray all day long. Prayer becomes my favorite thing ever. But when the hustle fades, the decision is made, and my life returns to smooth sailing, I can also forget to continue nourishing my prayer life. Like right now, for example, when I think about it, I haven't been praying away. I haven't been spending much time in prayer and meditation and going inward and looking upward. I have not been doing that because things have been going pretty swell. 
I believe that we are given more than we can handle so that we can remain humble and receive the exact reminders we need when we start thinking we can handle everything on our own. Have you ever found yourself blaming someone whenever something goes wrong, but then wanting to take the credit when this goes right? I'll admit, I have done that with God. I've been like, how can you let this happen? And then once it turns back around and uh, something amazing happens, I'll think, oh, well, of course. I mean, I have mad skills. I did this myself. I have examples in my life where I, I'm like, God, please give me this uh, give me this opportunity. Please, 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 please. And then I, I email these people. I do some follow-ups. I do some networking connections. I write a good post. I do a good podcast, blah, blah, blah. And then the miracle happens. I get this opportunity. I get this position, whatever it could be. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's because of my hard work. Okay, well, what happened to all those prayers? What about all that time I spent asking for help and guidance? All of a sudden, since it came true, it goes out the window and then I take the credit. Even when I do that, even when you do that, God is still there for you. Higher power is still there for you. Everything is still working in your favor. Even if you try to take the credit, even if you say it was all me, it wasn't you. Even whenever you, you look at yourself and you're in admiration of your mad skills, God's still there for you. And he gently reminds you in his own way that he's the master at work here by keeping you humble, by giving you more than you can handle again and again and again. So I'm asking you now, and I would love to hear back from you, how do you find yourself feeling humbled in life? How have you recently experienced humility? If you want, you're more than welcome to answer this question in the Mind Body Musings podcast tribe Facebook group because I would love to hear about how you have been hum uh, humbled in your life. And to find that, you just go to Facebook and search for Mind Body Musings podcast tribe. I'll also make sure there is a link to that included on the show notes. Number two, ooh, I love this one. We're given more than we can handle so that we turn to community. We are social creatures who rely on community for support, both emotionally and physically. Many years ago, even maybe even today, if you were not a part of community, there was a high chance you and your family weren't going to survive. And this, this is happening all around the world, and a lot of us will never be able to see it or experience it because we're fortunate enough to live in a society that's really well-structured, and we can survive on our own without having a whole tribe of people around us, but across the world, that's not how it is yet. So... If you didn't contribute, or if you don't contribute in certain parts of the world, to the community in some way, either by making, finding food, acting as a midwife, governing, creating structure, building, growing, teaching, or something else equally important, you would not have a place in the community, in the society. You have to contribute in order to be a part of the community. We need community no less today. Maybe we don't directly rely on each person quite as much for survival, but when it comes to creating emotional bonds, community is crucial. I believe God lets us endure more than we can handle so that we purposefully turn to community to support, share, forgive, and help one another. This is why it's so incredibly important to be open and vulnerable with your friends, neighbors, and family if you're in good standing with them. Your, co your closest relationships are incredibly important, such as your husband, sister, daughter, but there's an equal amount of importance and community with soul sisters or soul brothers. To learn more about creating sisterhood, bonding. Listen to the episode I did with Heather Waxman recently, who is also going to be making an appearance at my retreat, the Confidence Revival. She will be there to lead an empowering workshop where we'll really get into our bodies. That is going to be such an experience. I cannot wait for it. But we talk a lot about creating 
sisterhood and tribes and how the tribes and the bonds you create in person with your sisters is what refuels you, repairs you, and prepares you for the bonds you have with your 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 soul person, your partner, your marriage, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, the relationships that you you build and you spend time with with your with your tribe, that's what prepares you for what you're gonna face or or just gives you that energy that you need to carry over into the love you have with your partner. So no matter what your religion or belief is, lack of it or if you have ample of it, community is love. You cannot separate love from connection, for within the connection, love is experienced. This is where we all learn how to empathize, nourish, and care for one another. We as women are, are built to nourish others, and, and the nourishment comes into play with community. We need community to fulfill that need to nourish other people. The third one is growth. Imagine a world where there's nothing to learn. Imagine always being right. Imagine being happy 24-7. Imagine never losing any relationships, but also never gaining any new ones. Does that sound good or bleh? Personally, I enjoy life and its challenges. Though sometimes being wrong does agitate me totally, I normally find a simple pleasure in learning how something new, at least in retrospect, could add to my life. I enjoy feeling like I'm progressing as a human being and I would hate to be right all the time. In the moment, I might not say that because I'm like, I'm right, I'm right, you're wrong, darn it. But in retrospect, of course, I'm able to see how it's a gift to be able to learn and continue to grow. And my goal is to be able to realize that gift in the moment when I'm wrong and come to terms with it in that moment without fighting it and receive it and accept it. So how boring do you think it would be if we were in a world where we were always right, we never gained or lost any new relationships? You'd be perfect at everything. This also means you'd lose interest in books. You wouldn't empathize. You wouldn't ask questions. You wouldn't feel the full spectrum of emotions, neither extreme sadness or extreme happiness. Personally, I wouldn't podcast because I'm already perfect. There's no reason to learn anything else. I wouldn't journal to release thoughts and emotions, and all around my life would be more gray. When you think about it like this, maybe you can gain a fresh attitude towards life's many challenges. That's not to say that whatever you're going through isn't hard. You're allowed to feel pain and sadness. What's more, nobody has the right to take that from you. If you open up to a friend and pour your guts out, and all they say back is, oh yeah, well listen to what's happening to me then you could probably use some more friends. Find your tribe and love them dearly. Find a tribe that's going to let you pour your guts out and share and be emotional and upset and talk about how you're handling or you're not handling this amount on your plate and let the person receive what you're saying. And you receive them receiving. Don't always ask them to contribute to the conversation and find people who don't jump to all, all of a sudden contribute. Find someone who just wants to receive what you're saying and hold the space. There are people out there dying to hold the space for you. And dare I say, a lot of them are women. They're ready to receive. They want to caretake and to nurture and to nourish. Women are uniquely gifted, just like men are uniquely gifted. We're all uniquely gifted in different ways. I believe that women are given gifts and powers men are not and vice versa. One of the powers that we are given from birth is the ability to 
regenerate, nurture, and be deeply available to love at all times. So if you're someone who's said, well, I, I, uh, I resonate with men more than I do with women. Maybe there's, that's because there's something within you that you haven't come to terms with. Maybe you feel like you need to be more of a man because you have not accepted these gifts you've been given as a woman. Maybe you're confused and you relate them more to weakness. Maybe you think femininity is weakness and men have more of their, their game on, their structure, their focused. Women are that too, babe. Women are that too, for sure. We have an incredible power. But in this society, we've been taught that we don't. And it's up to us now to reclaim that power and to live it through. And so how this relates to what I'm talking about right now is maybe it's time you find that tribe. You find that community, those people in your life that are going to hold the space for you and be deeply available to love and to listen and to receive so that when you're given more than you can handle, you know that that community and those friends, that tribe is there for you. Even if you have to start out with that tribe on Facebook, okay? Be there for them. Be there for them back so that they're there for you. Maybe there's someone in your life you can start having more talks with, having more coffee shop talks with. Get together, share, be open. And what you do with this person or these people is the same of what you do with God. Your relationship with God doesn't have to be all formal. And I've had to really unlearn that. I grew up with a... I wasn't Catholic, but I was, I was Baptist, and I had my own way of talking or having to talk and communicate with God. And I also learned at a very young age that a lot of the stuff that I did, God didn't honor. I was taught that. God doesn't honor that. God doesn't honor that. God doesn't honor that. Okay, well, that kind of freaked me out and terrified me. thought a lot of the stuff I did, God didn't honor, and, and it really disconnected me from God. There was a right and there was a wrong. While I still believe there's right and wrong, it's different. It's not so black and white anymore. And it's not that God doesn't honor honor that. Um, it's that God has a better way for me. And he loves me so much, he wants that to, to come to fruition. It's not that he turns away from me. And when God gives you more than you can handle, handle so that you go to community and you and you grow and you're humbled, he's doing that out of love. Or use whatever word, the universe is conspiring in your best interests. It's not because we're so deeply, horribly flawed that we're supposed to go through pain. It's supposed, that, it's supposed to be a way to create more community and love in this world. There's free will, so of course there's going to be pain and there's going to be choices and things done against you but I feel that being a woman and being a man but I'm specifically talking to the woman here you have the unique capability to turn around a situation that may look like let's say metaphorically death something is ending something is painful maybe a literal death and turn it into life your body is made to do that literally I read this line the other day about how women are able to bring in life at the brink of death when they're so close to death. And that's traditionally how childbirth was. When you were on the brink of death, giving birth to a child, you brought in life. We're uniquely designed for this. Our bodies are uniquely designed for this, but our spiritual powers are as well. So this is my, this is my advice for taking on more than you can handle. 
Understand that it's happening for the greater good. It's happening for you, not against you. Remember these three things. If you enjoyed this episode, pass it along to a friend, someone who's going through something hard, and have a deep, open conversation about this. And I'd ask you, if there was a fourth, what would you add? What is the fourth reason why we're given more than we can handle? Okay, switching gears a little bit, I want to tackle some of these Q&A questions I was given. So, ooh, loosey-goosey, lighten up, a little bit lighter of a topic, of a subject. Okay, so I'm going to not do all of them, but I'll do some of them um, because I, they're fun and I just want to tackle some of these questions. So here is the first one. What is your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time is Grease, which is totally random because I'm, I'm really into like Kim Burton type movies or like anything that's kind of creepy and psychotic and weird and um, shallow eyed and ghostly. But my favorite movie is Grease. I can never, no movie can ever top it. I love Grease. What are your mornings like? Um, okay, let's see. My mornings, well, I've been traveling, so they've been kind of different. But when I'm home, generally, I wake up I do my five-minute journal. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. I pull a card from my animal spirit deck. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. I write in my book, Jesus Calling. I'm sorry, I read my book, Jesus Calling. I will have a link to that as well. I get up after that. I drink 24 ounces-ish of water. I make a warm drink. Currently, my thing is dandy blend with a little bit of coconut oil. I snuggle with Ollie, give him a bunch of kisses, and then I take him out for a little walk, come back inside, roll up my sleeves, get a few emails taken care of, and then I make breakfast. And that's kind of random, whatever I'm in the mood for. Sometimes it's oatmeal, sometimes it is avocado on toast, sometimes it's eggs. Um, What's another breakfast that I love? I like making protein pancakes with like those, that flapjack mix. That's pretty good. Um, and if I'm out to eat for breakfast, I like normally, I don't like the way I make eggs. Weird. It's just kind of weird, but sometimes I get nauseous when I have my own eggs. Maybe I'm undercooking something, but I actually think I overcook something. So I'm not sure where the nausea comes into play. But um, my body just handles carbohydrates better than it does fat. And I've tried to do taking the, uh, how do you say it? Betaine, betaine, HCL, HCI, something like that. It like helps you to break down fat and it just didn't work as well for me. Uh, I took it for a long time and my body still is like, we love carbs. So I generally like to stick to like whole grains, like a little bit of avocado on the toast and oatmeal. But what I was going to say is when I go out to eat, uh, for some reason I never get nauseous when I eat other people's eggs, like restaurants' eggs and sausage and stuff. So I'll try to eat that when I go out because um, it's so tasty and I don't have to make it myself, which I really like because I do not like making my own eggs. Anyways, next question. Your cute wardrobe, your, wow. your cute wardrobe essentials. Black leggings. Striped top, necklace of choice, 
generally, I wear this one necklace that has uh, three charms on it. One of them is a little uh, square that has four little uh, jewels on each side. They're like diamonds, but I don't really think they're completely real diamonds. I don't really know. It's passed down to me from my mom. But I wear that and it represents my mom, my dad, each little diamond represents my mom, my dad, my sister, me, because it's broken up into four little diamond things. And then the other one is a moon. And that's just a little charm that my Faja gave me when I was younger. And then the other one is, the other charm is this, uh, I don't know how you describe it. It's just a little piece of, I guess, sterling silver. And imprinted in it, it says embrace the moment. And me and my dad both have that because um, we're both, I, I've worked a lot on this. I don't know about him, so I won't speak for him, but we both have the mentality of grass is greener. And I've had to work a lot on that to really be in the moment and be here and now. And I used to have a lot of anxiety. Y'all know that. And the perfectionist attitude. And my father also had the grass is greener, knew this, knew that, let's move, blah, blah. So we both bought that together to really learn how to embrace the moment. And he wears that on a necklace and I wear that on my necklace. So I have those three charms. That's my favorite necklace. I wear it a lot. I also have another one that's just, uh, I don't know, you've probably seen it on my Instagram. It's just like a little square um, jewel Looks like a diamond, totally not real, but I love this one and it goes really well with everything and my grandma got it for me. So I wear this one a lot. Stripe top, I if you look at my videos, almost everything I wear is a stripe top. It's hilarious. All of my Instagram videos are like, Madeline in a stripe top, stripe top, and they all look kind of the same. So it looks like I never changed my clothes, but I do. I just like stripes. They're the easiest thing for me. They're simplistic, minimalistic, and I just feel good when I wear stripes. So... Those are my wardrobe essentials. Also a good pair of boots. Like I like black boots. Um, I have ones that reach my knees. I have ones that are high heels and I have, or not high heels, but have a little heel. They're still like black boots. And then I have one that uh, are flat, but they're like, they go to like the, a little higher than the ankle. So I, I like having those varieties of black boots. Dream podcast guest. Oh, that's a really... Good question. I have a list here, actually. Why not just read the list out? So, the very first one that I... Well, this is a this is a hard list to pick and choose. But, oh, one of them has already happened. Mark Manson was one of them. Um, the other people I have on here, Tim Ferriss, Vanessa Bayer from SNL, Tony Robbins, Prince EA, look him up if you don't know him, Kate Northrup, because I love her stuff. It's very impactful, all about money and mindset. Helena Bonham Carter, who a lot of people will remember from Sweeney Todd. Um, she makes the meat pies. She's in Harry Potter. She is in Alice in Wonderland. She was married to Tim Burton. Sadly, they have a divorce, but I, and I'm obsessed with her. I love her so much. The other two people are Chuck Palahniuk, because he's one of my favorite authors. He wrote Fight Club, for anyone that doesn't know, and Rain Wilson, who was Dwight on The Office. So those are all completely random people that I feel like are so out of the normal scope of this podcast and what we talk about, but I believe all of them would have something really incredible to share. So those are my dream podcast guests. If anyone has any connections, hook us up. Okay, the other question that this individual asked me was, 
um, dream podcast you'd like to be interviewed on? I'd have to say dream podcast to be interviewed on would be Tim Ferriss's. I love Tim Ferriss. I know he's very like he's a very masculine minded dude, and he is all about experimenting on the body and optimizing and minimalizing and changing uh, body temperatures, this, that, experimenting with food and stuff. But like, I really enjoy his work. He's a smart guy. He has a good attitude. He's enjoyable for me to listen to. And I would love to have a talk with him actually on the feminine and masculine energy and how he's touched into that within himself and just have a more woo woo conversation with him. So if anyone is friends with Tim Ferriss, let me know. And that would be just so sweet. Okay. How are you liking having a dog? I love having a dog. I could never not have a dog. It's like the biggest contributing factor to my happiness on a daily basis. Happiness without a dog for me is like 60%. Happiness with a dog is like 110%. Quality of life shoots through the roof with a dog. Do you adopt minimalism in any way? Yes, absolutely. I consider myself to be a minimalist. I live in an apartment, so um, I don't live in a tiny house or anything like that, but my apartment is very clean, very minimalistic. If you were one of the women who came to my retreat last year, you saw my place. Everything has is organized, put away. Uh, I would say I'm a little bit on the OCD clean side, but it's not in an unhealthy way. I can live with a, a few cups out, but at the end of the night and the start of the morning, I like everything put away in its place. I do not buy things that I don't actively use. I'm not a big fan of people giving me gifts and stuff. Just like... If it's a very, very special, like, heartfelt thing, yes, but I'm not a big fan of my family members giving me, like, lipstick and uh, trinkets and books that I'm not going to read. It To me, it's just clutter, so I tell them, please don't buy me anything. Um, if, if, like, I've had a client make me a necklace before, and that was extremely special to me because... She started a jewelry business out of our coaching working together, and that meant a lot to me. So stuff like that, very, it's very important and very uh, sentimental to me. So that, I appreciate things like that. But if it's just like, oh, I saw this lipstick, thought it would look pretty on you, I tell my family, thank you, but it's okay. Like I, I like to have a few things that are quality and not quantity. Uh, same with clothing. I don't have a whole bunch of clothes. My boyfriend might disagree, but... I have given away, donated tons of clothes, and I do that often. If I don't wear something, then it needs to go. Same with, like, traveling. If y'all have been following me on Instagram, you know that I had two backpacks, a small one for my laptop and then a bigger one for everything else. And for the four weeks, I've just had everything in this backpack, and it's very heavy. But I would rather um, be a minimalist when I travel than have a big suitcase. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I have one sister. She's two years older than me. Her name is Hannah. Um, she is a wardrobe stylist, so if anyone wants to follow her, her Instagram handle is styled by Hannah Moon. She's hilarious. She's spunky and funny. I love her to death, and yeah, she's an awesome person. Who inspires you? Uh, who inspires me? Really fantastic question. Um, it's kind of vague, so I'm trying to think of what context. Maybe I'll give two. Uh, somewhat... People who inspire me on a daily basis are people who have gone through struggles and who've not stopped living because of it, who just keep going and who share their light and have learned something from it. And I myself find, I find myself very inspired by this because yes, I have had my own fair share of struggles, but 
not nearly as much as some people who have gone through abuse emotionally, physically, uh, sexually, people who have had deaths of very, very close people in their lives and have gotten through it. I'm very inspired by people who keep going. I mean, you have to, right? Um, you have to keep going, but people who keep going and and can counsel others or help others or share with others, that really inspires me. Anytime I hear a story, even by my own clients who've gone through hard things, I'm incredibly inspired by them for keeping going and creating something out of it, creating life out of uh, metaphorical death, like I was saying earlier, very inspiring. On a bigger level, someone who inspires me, uh, someone that maybe I can pick someone who other people know about. Um, actually, I'm going to give you two. The first one's going to be Rosa Parks. I'm, I've always been very inspired by her um, ability to say no and to be strong. And that's what I aspire to be. Like I aspire to have courage like Rosa Parks. And I wonder if I was in her situation, if I would have that kind of courage. It's incredible. Her journey and what she did and, and uh, her legacy, I would say, has made a huge impact on, on my life. So I would say first is Rosa Parks. Now, for an answer that might not be quite as admirable and quite as uh, common to give, I'm also very inspired by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's funny because I'm all like feminine flow, ease, grace. And Arnold is like this huge bodybuilder man. But he's done so much in his life. He, he has been a governor. He has been an actor. He is a bodybuilder. He is a writer. He has served counsel on so many different positions. He is a family man. I mean, let's be honest. He is not without his faults and his flaws. Of course, like any other human being, he has made mistakes. His are you know, he's very, very, very public mistakes. And uh, I'm not going to be passing those by. Those are still huge mistakes that he's made in his life. But that doesn't mean I can't be inspired by all of the wonderful things he has done and the hope he's given people. And um, I think that his journey, his story of being grown up in Austria, really not having that much and then saying, I want to be in America, coming to America, and then making this incredible life happen is so inspiring. If you haven't read his book, that's a good book. I'll have that on the show notes uh, in this episode for um, 142. His book is called Total Recall. And yeah, I just think Arnold is a very impressive man. You, I, I really don't know how anyone could say that's not true, even with his faults and his flaws. He has accomplished a lot in his life. And for that, yes, I am inspired by him. And I will admit that this took me a really long time to answer this question. I had to stop this episode and think and think and think and think. And uh, I'm sure in about an hour, I'm going to be thinking of five other people I should have mentioned. But for now, in this moment, that is what I wanted to say. Okay, um, last question, who's your boyfriend? <laughs> That's funny. My boyfriend um, really likes to be kept not in the public eye. So I, I respect his privacy by not talking about his name or uh, mentioning his name or anything like that. Even when I do Instagram posts and stuff, I try not to include him too much because that's his decision. But I will say he's an incredible balance to me. He is very into his masculine uh, energetically. He is a leader. He is a rock. He is a former Marine and a pilot and an engineer and a geologist. And he's done every kind of job you can do that's like hands-on. He likes to get 
dirty and uh, paint things and build things. He, he's pretty much like a carpenter and a painter and just very um, active person, very smart as well incredibly smart. He has the ability to remember pretty much anything he ever wants to remember near photograph memory, which sometimes I can be like, man, I want to have photograph memory. Not fair. He got it. But that's okay. I don't have to be everything he has. So I hear that often at my retreats, women who say, my blah, blah, my partner is very, very, very smart. I don't feel smart enough. And that's going to be for another episode. But I think it, look at it as a balance, a mixture. You're smart in your own ways. Maybe you have more of that feminine flow smartness where you can tap into the emotional realm better than your partner can. And that is how you balance each other out. A whole nother episode will be saved for that because I love this topic and I think it's very important. And my boyfriend has been able to provide great examples for me of this and I've experienced it myself. So I'll get into that later. Thank you for asking who my boyfriend is. Um... And yeah, that's all the questions that I'll answer for now. I'll save the rest for later. Thanks guys for asking them. If you like this Q&A type style, let me know and let me know by asking more questions that I can continue to share in the podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope y'all have an awesome rest of your day. You guys rock. Remember, if you want to come to my retreat, go to Confidence Revival. Um, on my webpage and you can sign up for that. All I need is a deposit. And if you want to apply for my coaching, you can do that also on the show notes for this episode. And I'll see you guys soon.